Whenever you're listening to this, uh, as we record on July 3rd, uh, July 4th is Saturday, but John McMullen and Ryan Rothstein, we are ready to rock. We're not sitting on the beach with a drink in our hand just yet because there's way too much NFL news and notes to cover. Uh, and we have a lot to catch up on. John McMullen, how are you? How you been? I'm doing well, Ryan. I'd like to have that drink on the beach but got to socially distance even though nobody is as you informed me from the atlantic city area yeah you know i was just at a local wawa and shoulder to shoulder about 200 people the beaches are packed the outside dining is packed um but hey i guess that's the new definition of distancing yourself from another human being right (laughs) shoulder to shoulder (laughs) yeah Shoulder uh, to as shoulder. As long as we get down the shoulder to shoulder, and 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 hey, maybe we'll have an NFL season if you can go, if you can go shoulder to shoulder, you can even have a huddle. That's <laughs> that's a positive thing. There, there you go. That's true. Way to spin it right back into um, what we do. So, extending the play. Be sure to follow John on Twitter at JF McMullen. You can give myself a follow as well at Ryan Rothstein thirty three. Subscribe to the YouTube channel at Jacob Media, J-A-K-I-B Media. John writes for Sports Illustrated at SI.com. All of uh, the Philly Voice articles as well. You can catch online at the Philly Voice website through John's Twitter. All of that good stuff. Sirius XM, SB Nation Radio. So, I guess we should start with the Washington space <laughs> the washington redskins what is their name going to be is this official john what's what's going on with all this because we've heard this before right yeah i mean it's been a thing really i, I think you know i wrote about this way back in in 2013 when i had my syndicated column that was the first time i think it really took off and it was really peter king he was the first one who said and he was still doing Monday morning quarterback at the time. And he said, I'm not going to use the Redskins uh, nickname anymore in his column. And I always said, you know, from a journalistic standpoint, I've always had a problem uh, with people ignoring the name only because we're not supposed to ignore things that happened. In other words, you know, I, I think today's a perfect example. If the Redskins ultimately changed their name, and you're trying to tell that story, you're trying to impart that information to a reader in a news story, wouldn't it be nice to be able to use the name to explain that they're changing the name? So I've always had a problem with that. On the editorial side, opinion, look, if you don't want to use it, don't use it. I mean, that's what opinions are. So I I never had a problem with with it from that standpoint. But no question what we're going through in society as a whole, this is completely different. Uh, And yeah, I mean, it's not official. The Redskins uh, issued a statement today. And as you mentioned, we're taping this uh, July 3rd. So happy 4th of July to everyone, first of all. But uh, 
there they they issued a statement that essentially says we're going through the process of reevaluating the name. If they weren't going to change it, they wouldn't have issued that statement. And they're changing it because they have to change it. They feel they have to uh, from the pressure, uh, not only from a societal standpoint, but also a business standpoint. FedEx came out and said, asked them to change it. Pepsi and, and people like that are expected to follow. So it, it becomes one of those things. And I think, you know, Ryan, you and I have done a lot of these shows on different platforms and, uh, you know, what it, Hey, everyone should feel good if, if that makes them feel good, but what's really accomplished, it's, you yeah. know, it's a gesture. It seems uh, like, and I'm, <laughs> This is just my opinion, all right? And I'm giving the opinion because I mainly, John, I want you to react to it. That's why we're here. You know, like, for me, a lot of this stuff that's changing right now, stuff is a lazy word to describe it, but everything that's changing right now in the world, and it seems to be for the good because finally things were, people, things, places were backed into a corner where they have to adapt and evolve and change, but it just doesn't seem genuine anymore. And I'm looking at this report, um, I believe it's from Ian Rappaport um, on NFL.com. And it's saying the announcement from the Washington Redskins uh, regarding the review of the name change is coming less than 24 hours after FedEx, the company with the naming rights to the team's stadium, requested that the team change the Redskins name. So it doesn't even feel like it's from the organization. It's from their main money-making sponsor. Yeah, I, I mean, and, and that's where Daniel Snyder obviously made his fortune. Uh, so he's very close uh, to that company as a whole. But um, and he remains close to that company. But uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's not altruism. I can say that, if, yeah. you know, I, I think it was you have to go back to 1999 is when really it was the NAACP that kind of pressed not just the Redskins, but every native american uh, university any any professional team any university that used a, a native american name they asked them to change it some did i mean stanford younger people might not realize you know the stanford indian is stanford cardinal now uh and it's happened in a number of, of different places uh, around the country and and some have not the Redskins obviously one of them uh, my, I, I have you know to me I, I don't have any uh, I'm a white guy you know I'm yeah. not going to argue with a Native American if they find that uh, uh, disparaging and distasteful that's mm -hmm. that's that's theirs you know they they have every right to feel that way I guess my bigger in question, uh, from a larger look at it, from a macro view instead of a micro view, is what is being accomplished here. Like, you're going to have a, a, a million people on social media celebrating this change, which is great. Like you said, maybe you needed to be forced into realizing uh, something was disparaging that you don't realize is disparaging. That part's good, but are you making anyone's uh, life better that's a Native American by doing this? Like, to me, that's the bigger issue. And, you know, Daniel Snyder, and he has, because I've talked to him about this, and he leans on this, has given a lot of money uh, 
to Native American causes over the years. Now, you can question the altruism of that as well, because he's probably only doing it so he can continue to use the name. So I'm not trying to say he's he's a great person by any stretch of the imagination. But I do think people get caught up into these gestures and, and not the real work. Like the real work isn't going to stop when you go on reservations in this country. Isn't going to stop when you change the Redskins name. And I think it does on social media. I think they go, okay, we accomplished that. And all, all you're doing is giving the Redskins, to be perfectly honest, another merchandising avenue. Because now they get to rebrand mm-hmm. and all their fans are going to buy the new jerseys, new hats, new logos. You're actually making the guy money. Yeah, that's, that's a great point. Uh, John McMullen on extending the play. John's an NFL Eagles insider the best in the business follow us on twitter at jf mcmullen subscribe to the youtube channel at jacob media j-a-k-i-b phillyvoice.com si.com sirius xm radio sb nation radio john two more questions here regarding um this topic which is the washington redskins name change before we move on to the next topic when will the name be announced i know there's no definite answer but in your mind your opinion timeline on that and what is the process of finding this new name and logo? Well, I think that's the, I, I certainly, uh, even though it seems to happen very, very quickly, uh, as I said, I mean, Daniel Snyder has been dealing with this for years and years and years uh, and dating back to that 2013 Kirk, kerfuffle that I mentioned that sort of Peter King started uh, where he, you know, Congress took it up at the time and uh, they were pushing for the name change. So I'm, I'm sure they've been doing those types of discussions and having those types of discussions behind the scenes uh, as a safety net, as a fallback. So I'm sure they're not just waking up today and going, oh, we got to come up with a name. We got to come up with a logo. Um, they probably had these plans in the place. So I think they'd be far along. The, you know, the interesting part of it is the time of year. I can't imagine they would go through a season saying, okay, this is the last year for the Redskins. I don't think people would be happy with that, certainly in today's environment. So I do think it's got to kick in pretty quickly. Uh and yeah, if we have a season, and that's another discussion for another show, because that's trending negatively. Um, I don't think we're going to have a season with the Washington Redskins. So that when you say that, you mean if and when week one kickoff is here, it's going to be the Washington insert new name. Yeah, Washington yeah. Sentinels. Maybe they can go to that goofy movie, The Replacements. Maybe I, I joke, maybe they could uh, buy the D.C. Defenders. And the XFL bankruptcy court. <laughs> yeah. Hey, there you go. The DC Defenders. Not a not a bad name. Keanu Reeves, I think, can still sling the rock, so maybe he can help or Yeah, what was his name? Shane something. Uh, I can't think of his name. Falco. Shane Falco. There you go. Shane Falco. Great pull by me. I'll pat myself on that. That is a good pull. Thank that you. is a great pull. <laughs> I gave I gave you Shane though, so I take half credit. Yes. No, you, you put it on a T. You definitely put it on a T. Uh, so that's the Washington um redskins for now um, sentinels yeah defenders avengers defenders 
who who the heck knows what they're going to be. We're not making light of the situation. It's good that they're changing the name. Um, like John said, we're we're not as close to the situation as it impacts other people. But the, that's the big story, as it should be. And there's a lot of big stories, John. So let's transition to another topic here. And man, where do we even start with this? Because there's been a lot of sources type of reports that are post it as there always is uh, sentences start sources say sources confirm uh, but the NFLPA and the NFL has announced um, some new potential changes after a two-hour conference call yesterday so why don't you give me a brief overview John and then maybe the top leading story from that call yeah well I, I think there's a little bit of a misunderstanding. There's been kind of a theme over the past two weeks or so where even more than that really past month or so where the NFL will leak some information, leak the internal memos and you know whether it was opening uh, the facilities across the country or um, scaling back the preseason, these are all the NFL's plans. And then a little bit, Later, 24 to 48 hours, you have the NFLPA chiming in that we haven't agreed to anything. So that's kind of where you are in the fact that the NFL has to make plans. They're making plans. These are the protocols they want to put in place, but they still have to be approved by the Players Association, and that hasn't been done yet. So here locally in Philadelphia, we'll, I'll give a shout out to our old friend Jeff Mosher. Uh, he had the news that the Eagles are planning uh, to bring in the coaches on, I think, July 10th, uh, have them tested for COVID-19 on the 17th, um, and, and make sure that they're all okay for the arrival of the players, which tentatively is set for July 28th, everybody has to be in. Uh, July 21st, a week before that, rookies and some guys, some veterans who are rehabbing, things like that. But the player part of it, again, that still has to be approved in this new environment by the NFLPA. And that's where that conference call came in. The conference call was an NFLPA conference call with player reps, team for each team. And by the way, we're taping this on Friday, as I mentioned. They're having a follow-up call today where any player can get involved. And the players have a lot of issues after they've been told about some of these protocols. I was told about two specifically, and one is being fined. You mentioned being shoulder-to-shoulder at Wawa. You could be fined (laughs) if you're an NFL player. Uh, And they're going to have this draconian at least they want this draconian contact tracing system with players if even you get an uber or a lyft and somebody gets covid uh, because you took that uber you could be fined so how do you know how do you know where i'm sorry to to butt in but how do you know where you contracted uh, COVID, if you would have. Well, that's why you have the contract tracing. It's kind of laughable. We, you and I were talking before we started, before we were on air, about you know these government policies, and it, it to me they're all built on a foundation of nonsense because the assumption is people as a whole were following these rules and are no longer following these rules. 
So I, I think it's a house of cards to begin with, because any of us who've been in cities like Philadelphia, who've been down the shore, Jersey Shore, like you, plenty of people are out, Ryan. And, you know, the ironic thing to me was you had this shaming online. We talked about social media with the Redskins and gestures. You see this shaming online for people who aren't following the rules Yet the same people pretend that they were. Exactly. So you can't have it both ways. No, and it's it, it, my- it's like the just to add to that, John. Before you finish, it's like the the uh, the NFL players are going to be like prisoners because you have the government, you know, saying like Jersey, for example, Murphy says, "All right, you can't go outside. We're not opening things up. The whole world is outside, even though they're communicating otherwise." So the NFL players are going to be like. Okay, the government's saying one thing, the league's saying one thing, but no one is following this. And then you are going to, you know, fine us and penalize us for for what? Being normal, so to speak? Yeah, and that's the problem. And that's why I say it's trending in a negative direction, because I talked to one player rep who was on the call. And what he explained to me was was pretty simple. And it was sort of a, a, a taken from that a a little bit different and he's saying well if we have to do these things and this is so dangerous and you're you're saying this why are we even playing in the first place uh and that's what a lot of the players were saying now we all know why they're playing in the first place and it's Mm -hmm. just what i said about the redskins you know you're making daniel snyder money well People don't want to walk away from this season because they want to make money. And by the way, the players are in that conversation as well. But I I think from what I got from this particular player was that, look, if, if you think it's this dangerous to where we have to do what you're requesting we do, we shouldn't be playing this game. Right. And I can't disagree with them. The question is, Can you get it done in a different fashion? Is this more public relations based to signal to the outside world that look, look at what we're doing, look at how safe we are? Because one of the problems from the league standpoint has been these personal workouts across the country. You always see players working out together, posting it on Instagram or uh, social media, Twitter, what have you. Not a lot of social distancing going on when players get together. And that's been one of the issues from the league standpoint. So you got this back and forth. And then the players come back and say, well, how the heck are we supposed to get ready to play if we can't work out, if we can't practice? It's a game where there's got to be – by nature, it's the con- it is the contact sport. I mean, <laughs> at some point, you have to have both sides stipulate – look, this is risky. And I talked about this before on the show when we did shows. Football by nature before COVID-19, Ryan, was incredibly risky. Look at Alex Smith. Look at that type of injury. Mm -hmm. Look at the long-term health effects. We always talk about CTE and and potential uh, head trauma and what that can do to you later in life. There is risk in playing this game. And I, I said, instead of infection control officers, the NFL should hire 
insurance actuaries and talk about the risk assessment. Everybody takes risk. And these are young, healthy people, as we said, generally, generally, not always, even if they contract COVID-19, they're not going to have serious effects. And you have to take it to yourself in a personal level and say, is this worth it to me? And if it's Uh, not, (laughs) yeah, if it's not bow out, but if you bow out, you're also bowing out of the salary and everything that encompasses. Yeah, it's really, I mean, if you're a player with society's current landscape, as you mentioned, John McMullen, of where, you know, players and minority athletes are taking a stand and not that this is the first time they are, but they, they see an opportunity because it feels like now there's a lot of big time power positions, whether it's individually or with a league, they're finally back into a corner a little bit. So this mentality of the ridiculous rules that are put in place from the NFL PA and, you know, the NFL and our, our government and this and that it's so ridiculous. Like you said, it's just a PR type of thing. And if you're a player, you got to say, you know what, with everything going on right now, these rules are so ridiculous. Like you said, John, then we shouldn't be playing, but do not be, you know, holding me accountable for these unrealistic rules and regulations you're putting in place all of a sudden for this disease. Like you said, John, how about helmet safety? Not that they haven't looked into that in the past, but how about CTE? How about health insurance? How about all this other stuff? Where have you been for the past 100 years? Like that's, if, if I'm a player, those are the things like you said that I'm thinking of. And on the next episode here, we have to wrap up this episode, John, but you mentioned the NFLPA. I have a clip from um, DeMar Smith, the NFLPA director, talking about people wearing a mask. And I want your thoughts on this uh, quote in the next episode, John, because Tom Brady is seen, like you said, out maskless with his teammates running routes in public parks and all over the place, right? Yeah, and, and that, that has been, you know, the league and, by the way, the NFLPA because – the NFLPA is negotiating with the league. They have kind of told players to probably stop that until training camp starts. So uh, to me, I, I don't think it's realistic. I don't think it's viable. We go back to uh, people are outside. People are living their lives because they have to. <laughs> and I, again, you know, people who don't want to take the risk because they, they are frightened, they have that right too. Uh, I'm not trying to say anything other than that. Uh, but from an NFL player standpoint, I can tell you flat out, these guys are looking at these rules and going, give me a break. We can't accomplish this job. John Harbaugh was the first to say from a coaching aspect, he called it humanly impossible when he got the memo uh, of the protocols for potential opening of facilities. He, he, you, that, that is a direct quote humanly impossible it's the perfect quote 100 percent correct yeah i do too i think it's the perfect quote good for him for coming out and saying that um extending the play with nfl eagles insider john mcmullen subscribe to us on youtube at jacob media jacob with a k j-a-k-i-b media at jf mcmullen on twitter at ryan rothstein 33 on twitter phillyvoice.com you can find these episodes and all of John's 
work regarding the Philadelphia Eagles and the NFL, Sports Illustrated, SI.com, SiriusXM, and SB Nation Radio. We're going to have a part two of this episode coming right up here. So click on right over to part two. We have that Damaris Smith cut I want John McMullen's thoughts on much more regarding the NFL and